Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you will build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spots limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 47 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope whatever you are up to, you are having an amazing day and you've had a great week since our last episode. How has the year kicked off for you? It's been very busy for everyone that I'm speaking to uh, across all industries. Um, everyone that I'm chatting to, have they're telling me that it is busier than they anticipated. And in fact, um, chatting to someone yesterday, they said, look, usually late January, things start to get back to normal. Not this year. Straight up, straight up, 4th of January, they were right back into it. Their clients were looking for things to be done urgently, and it's been nonstop busy for everyone I've been speaking to. And that is great for business. So we will take that every single time. But also, um, I think many of us feel like we didn't quite get the usual break this year. So if that's you and you're frantically just trying to grab everything that's that 2021 is throwing at you so far. I hear you. I am with you. Um, and let's just make this a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous year. For those new to the podcast, welcome. So fabulous to have you here. The People Powered Business Podcast will come to you every single Wednesday. A brand new episode drops. So if you're listening for the first time, please go ahead and click subscribe and then you'll get the notification and new episode every single week when they come to you. And here on the podcast, we love to chat about everything to do with your team and the people that work with you in your business, whether that's from how to find the right people, managing them performance management, all the intricacies of the legislation here in Australia, through to exiting and everything in between. So that's the kind of thing we like to chat about. If there's a topic that you would love me to cover here on the podcast, you can shoot me an email, hello at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au um, or connect with us over on our Facebook page and um, would love to hear a topic that you might like covered. In today's episode, we are talking about um, some universal traits that, in my experience, I believe all new hires into your business should have. I have a firm belief that no matter how technically brilliant someone is, if there is an issue around fit 
and one of these key traits isn't there, you are not in for a long-term employee in that situation. No matter how great they are at the nuts and bolts and the technical aspects of their role, if they don't fit in with the team, if there's a misalignment in values and core beliefs, my experience and my opinion is that that person will not last and you'll be refilling that position. And no one likes to refill positions over and over again. It is one of the most frustrating experiences you can ever have in business. So I'm sharing with you today a list of traits that I have seen and that I've witnessed and that I firmly believe are important across any position in your business. This is no matter how senior, no matter how junior, no matter which area of the business the role fits into, these are universal traits that I think you should be on the lookout for when you're hiring a new staff member for your business. Now, of course, the world of work that we're, that we're all in, no matter what industry you're in, is changing and it always will be. This isn't just a COVID-related change. We're in a period where workplaces, the way we work, how we work, the technology we use, everything about work changes constantly. So that constant flux of change that exists in modern day workplaces is something to be really mindful of when we're looking for new employees and employees that are going to really thrive in our business environment, and they really form the foundations for the traits that I'm going to share with you here today. So are we ready to dive in to these eight traits? Great. Okay. So trait number one that is fundamental, and you would have heard me talk about this topic before. If you've listened to the podcast before, this will not be new news for you. The number one thing I want you to be on the lookout for when you're looking for someone for your team is values alignment. Now, this is not just about fitting in with your team, although that certainly does form part of the values alignment. I'm talking their intrinsic values and how similar are they or how conflicting are they to your values, your personal values, your business values. If you're the business owner, those two things collide (laughs) because it's your business. Or if you're a leader in a business, It's the values of the organization for which you are leading that we're looking at. Because intrinsic conflict, where there's a conflict between the values of the business and the individual, will beat out every single time any type of surface-based capability alignment. And what I mean by that is if there is a conflict in values, that will always override even if there is a consistent technical approach to the work or an alignment of technical capability, the intrinsic side wins out every time. So even in the surface, if they do the job great and they work in a similar way, if there's a misalignment in values, you're going to be heading down a situation where you're going to be re-employing for that position. And as I said, nobody wants to be doing that. People who don't align with your values and their values aren't the same as yours or your businesses. And when I say the same, of course, they don't have to be identical, but they do have to be very similar. And if there are big gaps or there are complete contradictions, that's when you're going to have troubles. Now, you might have a list of five, seven, 10 company values. And of course, you may not get every employee to align with all of those, but you will have some fundamental ones. You will have some that is just something that someone must intrinsically have in order for them to work within your business. And they're the ones you really want to focus on. But the more values alignment you have, the higher the engagement. 
where the less values alignment you have, the lower the engagement. We've spoken about engagement in detail on the podcast here before. Engaged employees are more productive and ultimately the business that they work for can be more profitable and efficient in how it operates. Engaged employees are the ones that go that extra mile. They commit on a deeper emotional, psychological level to the business and to the work they're doing within that business. So high employee engagement not only creates a much nicer workplace, and that is true, it absolutely, an engaged culture is a much more pleasant place to go to work, which is a massive benefit. But not only that, your business is better off for it. So it has some actual real tactical and measurable impacts that are really important. On the flip side, someone whose values are so out of whack with your own values can potentially actually become quite toxic in your workplace. And, you know, if you've had a toxic employee in your workplace before, or you've worked in a business that has had that, you know what that feels like. This reminds me of an example that was brought to my attention recently, and it got to the point because the employer hadn't managed the situation that other employees, really good employees, employees that were great at their job and really a great part of the team, were actively looking for other work. And that is the real impact that a toxic employee can have on your business. So someone whose values are not aligned can easily become toxic because they have no care. There's no intrinsic care for the business. And toxic employees are incredibly incredibly challenging to deal with um, and they create real problems in the workplace. So you want to be looking out for that. Now, in terms of how you find whether there's a values alignment, you use great interviewing techniques and great interview questions to really assess whether that values alignment is where it needs to be. So that is the number one. And, And I put it number one for a really, really important reason. There are others in this list that I think are really important as well. Looking down my list here, number six is also a a real gold, gold nugget, but values alignment is key to everything. The second trait that I firmly believe you want in every new person that comes into your business is flexibility. We have all been in a scenario where someone says, ah, that's not in my position description. In fact, I was on a call just last week with a very senior executive and she was relaying to me a story of an employee that worked for her previously. And in fact, this employee was in a HR team. Can you believe it? And every single time she was asked to do something that was not detailed in writing on her position description, she would not perform the task until it was added on to her position description. Now, if you're a small business, which I think most of you might be, if you've got a handful or 20, 30, even 50 staff, you need flexibility, right? You need people that are willing to jump in and get the job done. It's not simple to have completely compartmentalized roles where there's no room for movement, where you're not going to need someone to cover off someone else's job if they're off sick, because things still need to get done. So flexibility is just so important. And it is sometimes tricky to assess at interview, but definitely something you could assess at a reference check type stage. But um, you can definitely, with with clever interview technique, um, really get some idea about their flexibility in the workplace. But this is something that I want you to bet into your culture Mm -hmm. because every workplace needs to have flexibility to be successful in the world that we work in now. 
but also you want to make sure you're finding people that have got that level of flexibility because the frustration level for you and for your team when someone says, that's not in my job description, it's just you want to bang your head against a wall, quite frankly. So flexibility is the second trait I think every person in your business should have. Thirdly, now this is a seemingly obvious one, but one that I often see businesses not really assess for before they hire, and that is reliability. Obviously, you want someone to turn up to work every day or as often as they can, um, and you don't want excessive sick leave, and that's important, and yet something that often employers don't assess. This is a perfect thing to ask about at a reference check stage, but reliability is about more than just the attendance part, although that is really important, absolutely. It's reliability to um, be available and ready to help others in the team. It's reliability to look forward and see that, hold on, we're going to have a challenge here. We're going to need to change tact or to get this done. It's reliability to be thinking ahead, thinking about the business, thinking with the business in mind. It's reliability in a bigger sense than just turning up. It's being reliable to be an integral member of the team. Now, I will caution you around asking some specific questions in your interviews around this because you've got to be really careful about discrimination laws. So if you're concerned about reliability due to caring responsibilities, be very, very cautious. Tread carefully because you may find that you're asking questions which are discriminatory in nature. So you want to be very careful around that at interview. But reliability is the third trait and seemingly obvious, but yet employers kind of forget about it. It's kind of something we expect. And it's not until someone is not reliable that we think we really should have looked at that further. A similarly obvious one, perhaps, but again, something that we perhaps take her granted, is the fourth trait, which is honesty. Now, when we're talking about honesty, of of course, we want everyone we deal with to be honest, but this goes deeper. In Simon Sinek's book, The Infinite Game, he talks about the importance of building trusting teams. And without honesty, there's no trust. So honesty is integral to be able to building trusting teams, teams that trust each other, because a team that trusts each other works so much better together and they will work together towards the common goal of the organization. And you want trust at all levels in the business. You want your team to trust you and you need to show the leadership for them to do that. You want to be able to trust your team and they need to show you the traits you need to see for that to happen. And you want to trust each other. Trust is just foundational, isn't it, to our relationships in every aspect of our life. But in the workplace, we forget how important it is sometimes. But the best workplaces you'll see, the most efficient businesses, the businesses that are really smashing it out of the park, you can bet that they have a trust culture built into their business. And that's something I really want you to look out for when you're hiring is that aspect of honesty. Now, what this can look like for an interview when you're getting answers to questions, is look for positive honesty. Honesty where someone throws their ex-employer under the bus, no matter what might have happened to them there, is not necessarily someone you're going to want culturally in your business. So you look for honesty that has a level of respect, an appropriate thought process, um, a feel for the appropriate communication that they're passing that honest information to you with. You will see this very starkly between two different applicants when you ask them to reflect on perhaps why they left a previous position. And one applicant will say, 
in fact, I had this exact scenario just this week when I was screening. One applicant will say, well, we had new leadership. They didn't really like me. So ultimately they got rid of me. And another applicant might say, we had new leadership in the business. They had a really specific direction. They were looking to take the organization. Um, That didn't actually quite match my skills and experience. So um, it was best that I decided to move on. Exact same scenario but a frame of positivity around new leadership brings change. Change is not a bad thing versus I wasn't liked, I deserve to stay and I've left. So look for positive honesty in your interview, but honesty is integral to building those trusting teams that are so important for your business. Fifth on my list here, I have adaptability because we are in a modern workplace. The ability to adapt to change is paramount. And if 2020 taught us nothing else, it taught us that. The businesses that could adapt most quickly to the changing environment and the people within those businesses that took to that adaptation as quickly as possible, they were the businesses that just got on with things. They weren't the businesses that were left behind or struggling or were still permanently impacted by the impacts of restrictions and COVID. So the ability to adapt to change, even in the most stable position, Because things change. It is just part of our workplaces. And as I said, this is not purely COVID-related, although COVID highlighted this one in a big way. So the, the ability to adapt to change quickly and comfortably, because the sooner someone is comfortable with a change that's taken place, the sooner they're productive and they're enjoying work and they're efficient in their role. So someone that is adaptable to change is a trait that I think you need in every position, no matter what level of your business, even if this is a trainee or an apprentice, look for that core adaptability that they've developed throughout their life experience so far to assess how adaptable they are. Now, number six, as I said, this is possibly one of my favorites. It's right up there with values alignment. And this is coachability, the willingness to listen, to take on feedback, and most importantly, to learn. We all have to continue learning. If we don't, if we're not open to being coached, if we have team members who are not willing to be coached, um, they just can't grow and improve. They become stagnant. So anyone that's not coachable and you identify that in your hiring process will ultimately become stagnant in the role. It may not be immediately, but it will be at some point in the future. So coachability is key. And in fact, again, this is another Simon Sinek It's not an exact quote, but he talks about the only time leaders should look to move people on from a business. He he stands firmly against the whole concept of redundancy and restructure for the purpose of, you know, immediate financial goal. He looks much more at a long-term vision of a a business's success. And he says, the only reason you, as a leader, you should really be looking to remove someone from a business is if they are not coachable, if they are not willing to learn and change. And I think there is to an extent, some truth to that in that someone who is not coachable, not willing to learn is someone that is going to be problematic in your business. So if you can assess this before you hire and you can make sure that anyone coming into your business is coachable and that they can learn new tasks and that they're willing and wanting to, and I think that's key here, that someone who is change resistant and is therefore not so coachable Even if they can be coached, if they're resistant to it the whole way, that's a headache too. So someone that is willing and wanting to be coached and learn new things and trained where appropriate. Number seven 
is loyalty. And I want to caveat this by saying that when I'm talking about loyalty, I am not talking about someone that's going to stay with your business forever and ever because it's a completely unrealistic expectation and it's not good for your business. You don't want people to be with you forever and ever because it stops new ideas, new ways of doing things, and it stops change. But of course, you do want some level of loyalty. And what I'm talking about when I say you're looking for loyalty is will they be loyal to the brand and the business and you for the time that they are with you? Will they say good things about the business and the brand when they're out with friends at a barbecue, when we can do that again? Will they be loyal to the brand to the extent of speaking better about you than they ever would about one of your competitors? So for the time they're engaged with you, particularly for the time they're employed with you, but also once they leave your business, will they be someone who is loyal to the brand because they believe in what you do or because they are just loyal people generally? So I'm not talking about loyalty in the sense of long-term tenure. I'm talking about loyalty to their role, to the business, to the team, to the brand for the time that they are with you. And if they're not going to do that, then they're not going to represent your brand well. And even if that's only to their friends and family, word gets around. So you want someone that will be loyal, someone that will only work for a business that they really believe in and that they really want to be part of. So it's really speaking to someone that is wanting to be part of what you have to offer. And this actually segues really nicely into my final trait, which is motivation. What are they motivated towards this role for? So I'm not talking about motivation in a trait, in a sense of someone that is super hyper motivated towards success and achievement, although that might be good for the role you're hiring for. What I mean by this is understanding why they are motivated to work for you, to work in this role and to work for your business. Understanding that will tell you whether they are going to be the right hire for you in this process. If their motivation is to use this as a stepping stone, think clearly as to whether that really works for you. If their motivation is to find full-time work and you are offering part-time work, that's going to be a challenge. They're going to keep looking for full-time work. So understanding their motivation about why they're changing jobs, what is it that they're looking for in their next position, why this position appeals to them, why your business appeals to them, that will really help you understand if they are truly motivated towards what you have to offer or whether this is a short-term interim thing for them and you are ultimately going to be looking to refill into the future. So they are my top eight traits. I probably could have given you a shorter list, couldn't I? But but I think they're all really important. So to recap, number one, the big kahuna values alignment. Number two is flexibility. Number three, reliability. Number four, honesty and trustworthiness. Number five, adaptability and willingness to change. Number six, coachability and the desire to learn. Number seven is loyalty to the brand, the business, the team, and their role. And number eight is motivation. If you can use these eight traits as a reference point for any position that you hire into your business, you will be much more likely to have a successful hiring decision than you would be without these kind of traits. So I do really encourage you to think about this no matter what level of position you are hiring for. I really hope you found those useful. I do think they are really, really 
um, important traits to have and ones that do transcend across any position in the business, no matter your industry, no matter your business size, no matter the, the type of work that you're employing for. Now, if you'd love to connect with us outside of the podcast here, we have a Facebook group that we would love you to join. It's called HR Support Australia. So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash HR Support Australia, or you can support HR Support for Australian Businesses in the group section and you will find it there. So that's HR Support for Australian Businesses. Now, if it's easier to just grab the link for that, by all means, head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com. Click on episode number 47. You'll get all of today's show notes there detailing all of these eight traits and also a link directly to the Facebook page. So you can Facebook group, I should say, so that you can connect with us over there. Thanks so much for spending the time with me here today. I really do appreciate it. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I'd love it if you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review there. It really does help. Um, But in the meantime, you have a fabulous week and I look forward to speaking with you next week on the People Power. Business Podcast. Take care.